Uh, hello and welcome to the Memory Lapse Podcast. I am Tim, and I am also a duty. What did you write in this shit? Listen, bitches, I was right. Counter stifle. We got it. Summary dismissal. What a fucker. Yeah, I'm Tim. I'm Genji, and I'm Tyson. Jesus Christ! I'm never letting you write the intros again, Tyson. Hey, look, it's not my fault you didn't take inventory of it beforehand. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, that's right. We're already leading into this with cards that we want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So, take inventory for any way that's played some older formats is basically a sorcery speed accumulated knowledge. It's one in the blue. It's a sorcery. When you cast it, you draw a card. Then you draw a card for each copy of it in your graveyard. So you can draw up to four cards later on in the game. Too. No, only yours. Is it? I thought yes. it was all graveyards. Only yours. In your graveyard. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Clar- mm-hmm. Clarification. Okay. So, take inventory. I right. draw one. Yep. Then the second take inventory... I draw two. Yeah. Then the third one, as long as the other two are still in my graveyard, I draw three. Now what happens when you get the fourth one? I probably already won the game with card advantage, but if it gets there, I draw four and probably deck out. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Fair enough. So while we're on stacking cards that check for copies of themselves, we also have a new one that's pretty sweet for standard by the name of Galvanic Bombardment. And what does Galvanic Bombardment do? I don't know. I figured I'd let Little Red here read the red card. Oh, Jesus. Why? Oh, it's a red card. Uh, it's one red for an instant. Galvanic Bombardment deals X damage to target creature where X is 2 plus the number of cards named Galvanic Bombardment in your graveyard. That was sung with... Or sung. That was read with such grace. Oh, yeah, Jesus it was. <laughs> so, it's good removal? Yeah, it's really, <laughs> it's really good, good removal coming <laughs> forward. The only drawback with it is the same problem that people are going to have with Fiery Impulse, where, oh, it doesn't go to the face. Well, sorry. Sometimes you just settle for six, five damage you to your opponent's for, creature. Yeah, you settle for killing their Sylvan Advocates. Yeah. At instant speed for yeah. one red. Or their Avacyn in response to Indestructible Triggers. <coughs> I mean, Running Volley takes care of that one already. Yeah, but, but I mean, I would much rather run this than Running Volleys. Yeah, it's more of a catch-all than, yeah. like, specifically for Avacyn murdering. Actually, do we want to talk about murder over and over here? Uh, Just get that off, or do we uh, not care about that? It's a reprint. It wasn't exciting in the past. It's not exciting. And now. does nothing to Emrakul because Ruinous Path is still boss on that one. Yeah, I mean, it is an instant. So for anybody that doesn't know murder, it's bad hero's downfall. For anybody that doesn't know hero's downfall, it hits planeswalkers too. Yeah, yeah, like hero's downfall is the upgrade of murder. Yep, murder is one black black destroy target creature. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. It's an instant. It does its job. Does it's it not have, good, but does, it gets there. Does it even have flavor text? Like, what is it? Like, let's see. Uh, it does have flavor text on this one. Is that uh, good? It's all right. Um, this guy would stop going the wrong way. Shit. Last time I let you in charge of the keyboard. Oh, I don't even know it, where it was going. It's not, it's not work if you enjoy it. There we go. Well, okay then. Yeah. Not, so, as, not as good as the uh, flavor text on the one card. I can't um, even remember what it was. One? Well, it's just uh, is it this knife gets so hot in my hand. Thank you for your your blood cooling it or something like that. I can't remember what card it is, but I actually don't know that one. Yeah, it was. Pretty I thought sweet. we were going with the card. Yeah, with flavor we text full that. of sass for days. <laughs> <laughs> just going right to Oath of Liliana. Then I mean, we were talking about sweet flavor text. Yes. So. uh... Let, let's just hit this pair real quick and okay, knock okay. them out of the way. Okay. Put a great big fat X through them on our <laughs> topics of talk. Just kick them away. So Oath of Liliana is 
probably one of my favorite cards of this set. Uh, it's two and a black. It's a legendary enchantment, much like the other four oaths. And when Le Oath of Liliana enters the battlefield, each opponent sacrifices a creature. So this has multiplayer and, um, like, standard competitive 1v1 construction applications. So something really, really good to note about this is it doesn't say target opponent. It says each opponent. So multiplayer, it hits everybody. Right. And in standard, it gets around Sigarda if your opponent mm -hmm. has become hexproof. Ah, uh-huh. Which is going to happen more often now that we have Emrakul. I mean, it's possible that Sigarda will pick up more play. So beyond that, Oath of Liliana also has some more text. At the beginning of each end step, if a Planeswalker entered the battlefield under your control, this turn, put a 2-2 black zombie creature token onto the battlefield. So something else of note about this is it says at the beginning of each end step. So mm -hmm. if you're still playing with a flipwalker and meet the flipwalker condition on the on your opponent's turn, you can get a zombie from playing a walker on your turn, plus a zombie on their turn if you flip your flipwalker. Okay. Also, or if something would planes happen. Planeswalker Coco. Uh, Wait, does it does that work <laughs> like that? What? Because yes. it says entered the battle. Oh yeah, yes, it does exile and comes back. The, yeah. the, the, the verbiage of how they flip, they exile yes. and they come yep. back. So yes, that um, would be entering. Also, the if if they somehow end up under like, I don't think we have anything banishing like. Oh, we have quarantine field. Yes, we do. Yeah. So we have quarantine field if, in standard. If you destroy your opponent's quarantine field on their turn, yeah, because its CMC is catchable by natural state, and you get a planeswalker back, it will trigger as well on their turn. Okay. So, like, there are things to make that happen, and I do like that wording. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Just, just, just stop. Just I like that wording. I'm done. That's okay. It. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess we should talk about the uh, the sass of the flavor text. The flavor text, yeah. There. I love that. Uh, so, who's got the sassiest girl voice? I think Ken <laughs> Me? Uh, I'll keep watch. Happy now? Oh, God. I realized Liliana was from the valley. Listen, yeah. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> You don't understand. I feel like she's more of that, like, aristocratic type lady. So you're, like, looking for, oh, Fine. keep watch, keep happy watch. now. Just, okay, so yeah. now there's two yeah, Liliana It's more sophisticated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. I mean, look I mean, at her. I mean, she's she wearing dresses. <laughs> she's sophisticated. <laughs> and she has best manner. Yeah, okay, all right. Uh, are we really going to stick on this topic? For <laughs> all right. So Liliana is a sassy, sophisticated lady. Oh, keep so watch! Happy now? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Just blew everybody's preconceptions of Liliana out the water. So I'll let one of you guys talk about our other Liliana card, what? which do I you believe you like it. I don't like it. I, I don't like it either. Am I the only one that likes this card? I think so. I, I, even then, I don't really like it. Like, I mean, it. it's, it's fine. Those, it's okay's. Um, He'll take so, it out to dinner, but he's not going to be serious with so it. There's it, no going yeah. steady going on. It's with this three card. mana, one and two black for a three loyalty planeswalker. Wow, that sounds great. That yeah, sounds isn't really that, good. Isn't that just like Liliana of the Veil? This sounds so good. Not <laughs> quite that good. And her plus <laughs> one, close. up up to one target creature, gets minus two, minus one until on the, until your next turn. So Which, no, notable plus about that. Yeah, you don't, don't need have, to have valid targets. She exactly. protects herself Fine. against advocates, which are probably going to be a problem still. Until they grow. And, until until they get just get punched for two. Uh, her minus two is... For the top two cards of your library into your graveyard, you may return a creature card from your graveyard to your hand, which is fine. It's all right. It's all right. I mean, I don't think 
people are saying this is going to fall into like an Esper Walker's type of shell. I don't think that ability really fits in there. Like, nah. where does that fit in? Uh, Which is I, weird I, I because of zombies. Know. I don't. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about that one later. That sounds yeah. cool for zombies. I don't know. I don't know if uh, black is really suited for creature-based decks, but they're certainly trying right now. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff coming out that's going to have some leeway with that. We'll talk yeah. about the couple shells I think this thing fits into here later. Okay. Okay. In her minus seven, you get an emblem with at the beginning of your end step, put X two two black zombie creature tokens. On the battlefield, where X is two plus the number of zombies you control. Huh. So I get two zombies every turn? At least. Mm, at least. Yeah. No. Yeah, you get two, and then four, and then six, and then eight, and then That's ten. assuming you don't have yeah, others. Assume, yeah, assuming you don't have others. Yes. I mean, there's a very good chance, and this and the card we're going to touch on later, I mean, assuming you're not playing Demir zombies or, you know, Esper zombies or something like I that. I think blue-black zombies look so fun. Like yeah. That. Yeah, should we move on to the card that that looks good with? Um, actually, eh, let's talk about her applications real quick. In, okay. In one of the decks, because I really want to, like, drill on zombies, which will be later on for you guys, so keep listening. <laughs> but uh, a lot of people are like, well, I think this fits into an Esper Walkers type of shell. So Esper Walkers doesn't really have any super good turn three play. I mean, you'll got both of the oaths. Gideon yeah, I mean, it's got, it's got three oaths now. Oath of Jace oh, is probably Jace your too. best place play yeah. beforehand. So Oath of Liliana fits into that type of deck really well. And Liliana herself kind of slots in there. If your opponent's not... If you're on the play, you're much better off. If your opponent's on the play, you're way worse off with her. Because if you're on the play, you hit three mana, your opponent hit two. Turn two, they slam down their advocate. Turn three, you slam down Liliana, minus two, minus one. Now they've got a no two. It's not going to beat across very well. <clears throat> but the moment that they play literally any other card, Liliana goes right out the window. So the perk here is that on your turn four, you're usually trying to cast Languish in that type of deck. Yep. Plus Liliana will pseudo-fog and draw aggro towards it because she'll start to pick stuff off against like humans. Some of those tinier creatures are like one ones like Athalia's Lieutenant that hasn't had a trigger or something. Which, something of note that you just said is, you want to use her in a deck that uses Languish. Well, now you can take out things that have uh, five toughness. Yeah. Which... Yeah, like, it can take out grown-up advocates, which is its biggest perk. Yeah. So, like, even then, though, that's pretty corner, Casey. Yeah. And paired with Kali Toss, if you do the Languish plan, you get a ton of zombies on top of the zombies you can get with the emblem. Right. And that just creates more zombies for you. Right. That is one of her really big perks in that type of so deck. So she's going to work really well with Kali Toss. The other big thing is in that type of deck, you're only playing a couple creatures, but the creatures you're playing are usually of a really, really high quality, and you probably want to get them back. So her minus two fits pretty well there as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like, just on continuously the recur Kali Toss, pain in the ass. Yeah. Or, like, you know, your Dragon Lord Salumgar, if you're playing Esper that you might be playing. Or, you know, buy back a Dragonlord Ojutai. Yeah. So, like, there's a couple good hits. It does have some perks. On the surface, this card looks really, really underwhelming. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh, this is terrible. It well, doesn't it, do anything. It, it, takes more, it takes more outside of the box thinking to really get its applications going. Right. So, it stalls. It doesn't really kill anything. So, when you, your opponent has a second creature, it looks really bad. But if it's the first thing, you're perfectly okay with just dropping her. And her ultimate... Admittedly, we're in a standard where I personally believe playing Virulent Plague is really good. Yeah. Uh, if I'm playing Black, I'm playing one in my main deck, just mm -hmm. as I play Dark Petition as well, and I'll tutor that shit up. So she's really bad right now, 
But when rotation well, hits, I look for her to become much more playable. To be fair, mm-hmm. I don't think Viral and Plague is played as widely as yeah. you know, is to be a concern. But really. no, our local meta picked it up whenever I told everybody about how good it was with Green White Tokens being one of the best decks in the format. And immediately it, dropped it. Admittedly, Green White Tokens also has a really clean answer to it in Dramoka's Command. Because yeah. everybody else that was playing Virulent Plague wasn't playing Oaths like I was, so they didn't have another enchantment to sack. Mm-hmm. So, like, Virulent Plague is good against tokens, but Dramoka's Command is the hard counter to that type of play if your opponent's not playing, if you're not playing Oaths and stuff. Dramoka's Command will just make you a super sad bando. I'm actually noticing that a lot of people ignore entire lines of text on certain cards. Like, for example, like, we were talking about Rattle Chains and what that does. And, like, you were completely unaware of the bottom line of text in that card. The same thing happens with Oath of Nyssa, where people don't realize, hey, you can play whatever Planeswalker you want in your deck with Oath of Nyssa, because it doesn't matter what colors you're running, you can cast them with anything. Yep, the Oath of Nyssa is probably one of the most undervalued Oaths of all the Oaths. Which is impressive, because people just seem to ignore that line of text and forget about it. And that line of text is amazing. Yeah, it's Green Ponder, and they wholeheartedly think that's great, but they just completely blank on that last part. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, so I'm playing a Bant deck, I could play Liliana, I can play Obnixilis, I could play Sorin. Like, you know, it's like... You could, it's risky, but if you can do it, it pays off so well. Right, if your opponent catches on to that, and they destroy your oath you're probably going to get blown out by it. But if they don't, you're perfectly fine with that and get a, can get away with it. And also, if you're playing four oaths and you can just kind of drop that in somewhere as you're about to cast the Planeswalker, because, I mean, if you're playing aggressively or controlly mm-hmm. enough, you can get to, like, seven mana to get any Planeswalker out after the oath. So, speaking of aggressive, I also like Liliana the Last Hope in that black-green delirium deck that people are talking about and brewing around. Right. So we have some new toys for that thing as well. Liliana fits in there pretty well. She upticks to make combat more favorable on your end. Um, she downticks. You flip two into your graveyard. You don't even have to find a creature. You can just let it sit in there off her downtick. That way you can enable your delirium better. Right. So, like, she fits really well into the black-green delirium type of deck, and I think she's going to be strong there as well. Okay. Those are two of the three homes for her. <laughs> we'll talk about the third after we go through some more of these spoilers. Okay. So what's so, next? You want to talk about the thing that goes very well in the Black Green Delirium deck? Which one? Uh, the, the tree? No. The, the tree? Not the tree. Uh, the tree's great. No, we got to talk about the tree. He wants to talk uh, about the tree next. Jesus Christ. We're going to do everything Tyson wants to do today. Yeah, apparently well, so. Well, he made, a, he made a list. Oh, we're just going to gloss right over the black blue thing I was talking no, about. No, we're going from the oldest spoilers from when we last did one up. Okay. But we talked about Liliana. She's up there. It's because we're talking about sassy <laughs> no, flavor text. No, no, no. We had to. God damn it. You we cannot derailed. that flavor We text. have completely what derailed. What the text is this? All right. So, Tree of Perdition is the next card we want to talk about. <laughs> you want God. to talk about. God damn it. The fucking tree. So Guess it, what? Combo's really it's well with Tree. Tree. It's a plan. <laughs> you shut up. Tree of Perdition. It's a plan. Combo's really well with Tree Skedekophobia next. <laughs> <laughs> that Fine. there will be no absolution for you fuckers um, so next would be a white card that was spoiled the same day as tree that is actually super good in the mono white humans type of decks Yeah. so lone rider got spoiled he's a 1-1 for 2 with first strike and lifelink seems mildly underwhelming on the surface but like you know he fits on curve. It's another body. Stuff's going to rotate. He's got first strike. He's got lifelink. He's got relevant text. Then he's got more text. 
At the beginning of the end step, if you gain three or more life this turn, transform Lone Rider. So if you go like turn one, Thraven Inspector, turn two, Lone Rider, turn three, always watching, and then like follow your next turn with your knight, your Thalia plus your knight or something like that, this thing's going to hit for three. It's going to be vigilant. And then it's going to be a, with your always watching and Thalia's lieutenant, a 6-6 six, six with first strike, trample, and lifelink. You. Eh. Eh. I, I eh. feel like you're just trying so hard to get that to flip. But, like, I mean, I know it's going to happen quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, it's easier just to say, like, one run white grain or something and pulse of Marasa your next turn and just flip the bastard. Yeah, I mean, you could do that, too, in the green-white build. Yeah, I mean... In the blue-white build, you can Ojutai's command it back onto the field mm-hmm. <laughs> and game for life. Yeah, so basically, you know, there are a lot... That one. That one flips it. Because, like, the mono-white flip's a little forced, but I think if we have it in, like, the green-white or the blue-white, it's a I mean, lot if easier. If you have it in a different shot, I think it's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I was talking mono-white. Blue-white will do the same thing. It's going to get there. It's going to flip, and it's going to be strong. It's two mana... And it's gonna do work. It slots into those decks. Really it doesn't well. trade with Advocate. No, it kills it on the flip side. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. Tramples no. over him. Four, four versus two, three. Yeah, uh, I mean, if it's a four, four or four. You five. got an always watching that. It's a five, five. It'll uh, murder him. Fair. Oh Jesus. So speaking of Sylvan Advocate, let's talk about cards that go nice with that guy. So there's this wonderful little card called Graph Stapler. It is one mana. Then it's equipped creature gets plus three, plus three. And what's the equip cost? Two. Two, Two. mana. Hmm, that doesn't seem to curve right after Sylvan, a- or Sylvan Advocate now, does it? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> oh, wait. I have What's... a five, six advocate now. And it's vigilant, which makes this line of text on here that says when equipped creature attacks, it doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step, become completely irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Like, that does nothing to Sylvan Advocate. You have a 5-6 for 5 mana with Vigilance. Uh, now, th- I'm not asking this question for any reason in particular, but uh, that only means uh, whenever it attacks, if it gets tapped down at any point, it would still untap even if it wasn't because it attacked. Like, what is what? that? So, Tim's asking, if the creature attacks and then it becomes tapped, would it untap on its next untap step? So I believe it would not. Because that's worded very you, strangely. And it's also Russian. It could be translated poorly. Until we officially have the set, I can't really give a yeah. ruling on it for sure. Yeah. And, like, the official translation. Because Graph Stapler may not even be this thing's name. This is what they think it is. Okay. Because it's translated from Russian. Right. Which is awkward. <laughs> yes. Well, like, but anyway, sweet that, concept. That thing with Always Watching is pretty good. Yes. yes. Also really good in human sex. Yeah. Yes. I completely forgot always watching with the card. Yep. I, I mentioned it with the Lone Rider. Shut up! I didn't listen to you. <laughs> you wanted to talk about the damn tree. That's when I stopped listening. Hey. Yeah. I mean, we're Tree's already a third of the, is great. We're already a third way of the way through the supposed time of this thing, and I don't see near enough check marks, so we probably got to... Keep going. Keep, keep our way on here. All right. So Blood Hall Priest is another good card. Fits into Black Red Zombies really well. Vampires? Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. Fits into Black Red Vampires really well. Uh, whenever it enters the battlefield or attacks. So both conditions can be met pretty easily. If you have no cards in hand, 
it deals two damage to target creature or player. So the thing about this is it fits into the madness decks. You know, the Asylum Visitor, Lightning Axe. I want to activate my Fiery Temper type of decks really, really well. Yeah. And you can just be like, oh, want to know what's great to discard to my Olivia Mobilized for War? A card with madness. That mm -hmm. Since I have no other cards in hand, I pay three. It enters the battlefield, slings two, and then I battle. <sighs> then next turn, you bat you play whatever you drew, battle again, and it slings two before it even goes to block. So you can shoot off little blockers on the on combat. Just to make sure that you don't get chump blocked and you can get things like that out of the way. Hooray! <laughs> you seem so satisfied. Uh, so great. Um so yeah, uh, yeah it does things. It kills things. Yeah, it does. It kills a it kills a pretty decent number of things. It kills and those also zombies from you know that little Oath of Liliana. <laughs> it also makes blocking for your opponents super poor because yeah. you know your Sylvan Advocate having two damage marked on it already means it's not a two three to block anymore, or potentially a four five. It doesn't tussle as well when it loses that back end. Yeah, unless mm -hmm. it has the graph stapler attached to it, in which case it's a fucking beast anyway. Six lands, it's a it's a seven eight at that point. Yes, it's huge. <laughs> oh, grossies. That I don't know what that laugh was. I don't like it. I, I do like it. Like I'm not gonna run it. I'm not gonna play that card. But still, still the pen. Anyways, should we talk about that zombie thing right beside there? Yeah, I guess if we want to. Well, I mean, technically they're not zombies, but yeah, I mean they're human wizards. Yeah, yeah. totally. So next up is Gissa and Groth. When Gessen Groff enters the battlefield, put the top four cards of your library into your graveyard. During each of your turns, you may cast a zombie creature card from your graveyard. So this thing plays really well with another card that we'll go over in more detail later by the name of Crypt Breaker. And it also goes really well with another card already in standard for blue-black zombies by the name of Prized Amalgam. Mm-hmm. So basically, since you can cast a zombie every turn... You get to play, you know, a cheap zombie like Crypt Breaker, which is a single black mana, and it'll get back your prized amalgam as well. Mm -hmm. So you've got four mana worth of zombies for one mana. You'll be shitting zombies. I mean, that's the plan of the deck. They just kind of overrun you. Yeah. So, okay. anyways, this is this is a two man or it's two generic blue black for a four four, which, in its own right, is. Pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it passes the vanilla test. It's a 4-4-4-4. Yes. Four, 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 four. I accept. Every Same with Blood Hall Priest. The only problem we neglected is, that when we yes. only talked about its madness cost. Every single thing in that deck, though, dies to languish, except for Liliana. Like, I mean, Liliana recovers that deck really well, though, because yeah. you just minus two your Relentless Dead, play your Relentless Dead, get another zombie back. Yeah. Like, you're fine. You're yeah. Gucci. So, as, you know, the current resident, I'm going to hype the shit out of Cokes from the Blind Eternity's Ramp player. <laughs> and um, this is also really good Because we haven't for gotten enough of well. this in every fucking episode of Eldritch Moon that we've talked about where we had to bring up Cokes from the... Can we get a dinger for him? If I get one for Counterspell, I want ding. one for him. I need a bell. Cokes. Like, I just need a bell. <laughs> ding! <laughs> like, please. So Elder Deep Fiend is actually really, really strong, even outside of ramp. So it's a flash 5-6 for 8 that has an on-cast ability of, when you cast it, tap up to four target permanents. So if you're playing a control type of deck, you don't want to tap out because you want to hold up counter magic and stuff like that. You know, like Summary Dismissal. Tim. Yeah? Come on, talk about it. What? Oh, we're talking summary about Summary Dismissal. I thought we were well, talking about this card first. Hold so on. You, so you want to hold up mana for, like, Summary Dismissal, and then you go, I'm going to cast this 
tap four of your lands or your dudes that are going to be in the way and block, untap on my turn with, you know, anywhere from... You're a control deck, so you're probably actually casting this thing for eight mana. You're going to untap for eight mana and then just start to play a bunch of spells because you just tap down your opponent on top of it. Yeah. Seems pr pretty sweet. Yeah, like you force them to counter it or you force them to... Like, it's hard to kill. It doesn't die to ultimate price. It doesn't die to grasp of darkness. They can't... I mean, no, during their end step, they can't deck and stone it. Your they, pretty much only the, answer is anguish to making or making you sacrifice it. And the, the red one. The one Are red we talking about, we talking uh, about. Yeah, but you have to have all of them. Yeah, but I mean, it's still possible. No, you murder. Need, you do need all of them, actually. Murder yeah, will. you can murder it, but who the fuck's going to play murder? This guy? No. Yeah, Nobody's going to play murder. You're fine. No. You don't have to worry about murder. No. Though so you do have to worry about Brain in the Jar, Deco, and Stone. <laughs> eh. Dude, I think Brain in the Jar is so underappreciated. You can play sorceries at instant speed, and it's fucking bizarre. But it's so much fun to do. So, these things aren't really relevant enough to talk about in detail. But for limited purposes, I think the Werewolf Horrors slash Eldrazi Werewolves are going to be great. Because you can flip them at your discretion, and it's not based on nobody casting spells. Right. It also yeah. gives you a mana sink towards the late game. So, like, I think those things are going to be sweet and limited. Uh, keep an eye out for them. And there's no... And be there's, wary. There's no force... Smoldering Werewolf in limited is really freaking good. Smoldering Werewolf is going to be a monster. Yeah, there's no, there's no force flip-back condition that your opponent can take advantage of. Like, I feel like... Uh, with Battle for Zendikar, the allies came out in Battle for Zendikar were really good, and then the ones that came out in Oath of the Gatewatch were really eh. Well, it's because they were starting to get decimated by the Eldrazi. And this is the other way around. It's like the werewolves that showed up in Shadows over Innistrad were good, and then the werewolves that are showing up in Eldritch Moon are just improved on, you know? So I feel like there's an actual progression instead of what was going on there. So, other sweet cards for uh, vampire-type decks. Voldarim Pariah. It's three black black for a three three flyer. You can play it for madness of black black black. And it has sacrifice three other creatures, transform Voldar and Pariah. When it flips, it turns into a six five flyer. But when this creature transforms into abolisher of bloodlines, target opponent sacks three creatures. Jeez so this thing is just super value. Goes from a three three to a six five. I sack three dudes, and then I'm going to make you sack three dudes. Wow. That's as good with Kalidus. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really strong with Kalidus. Mm-hmm. This is just... this is They are literally just stapling Eldrazi to everything now. Eldrazi vampires, See, Eldrazi they, they werewolves. took your plea for no more Eldrazi, and like, okay, fine, here you go. Here's more Eldrazi. Here's more Eldrazi everything. <laughs> I just still... I still love... I'm going to bring up Cokes from the Blind Eternities and be like, hey, guess what? Cokes from the so Blind Eternities doesn't So, you can say that most <laughs> they of were the Eldrazi giving you a harmless offering in Shut all these fuck. Eldrazis. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, they, Cokes from the Blind Eternities doesn't, doesn't touch half of these Eldrazis because they're on the flip side. So... They don't exile like that, folks. So... Harmless Offering, by the way, is two and a red for a sorcery. Target mm -hmm. opponent gains control of target permanent you control. Some Zedru bullshit going on here. I love it. <laughs> it's great EDH card. And you know, you know what makes this card really good at standard right now? That, that four man enchantment. Yeah, don't we? Uh, don't we still have demonic pack yeah, for a bit? Do. Yeah, we do. Hey, I oh, take, I've chosen like three modes of demonic pack. You can have this now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just, just have this well, enchantment. That's oh, you're, you're gonna lose the game. 
Darn! <laughs> well, the thing is, uh, the people that were playing Demonic Pack, they were playing the first three modes, and then they were bouncing it and playing in the control deck. Well, now you can either bounce it or you can just, you know, give it to your opponent. Yeah, it's time to kill them. With do we it. have anything to bounce in general? Uh, disperse. Yeah, we've got disperse. Okay. We've got crush a tentacle, slumgar's command. Yeah, I just I miss There's a handful of ways species. to get. You, you can do it. But you'd much rather just give it to your opponent. <laughs> give it to yeah. that asshole across the table. And like, see, that being said, I expect Grixis Demonic Pack to actually be the deck because it has all the removal. It has the harmless offering as another way to win the game. Yeah, I'm. I, that seems like fun, actually. God damn it! I don't want to play Grixis again. I want to play Tamio. But it, you know what'd be sweet if they altered Demonic Pack to like have the picture of the kitten with like demon horns. <laughs> uh. God so, damn it. Get your head out of the gutter. <laughs> so, I know, it didn't make any sense, but whatever, it was funny. So while we're on the topic of wonderful Aldrazi things, Ow! let's talk about, the, I love how they translated that. So its name is Decimator Provinces. Uh-huh. <laughs> when you cast Eldrazi of Provinces. Oh, Thank Jesus. you, translators. You might as well just fucking call all of them Eldrazi of something <laughs> or other, because that's all it is. So anyhow, whenever you cast... Decimator of Provinces. Creatures you control get plus two, plus two, and gain trample until end of turn. Oh my god! It's also a seven seven with haste and trample. Oh and my a, god! And it has an emerge cost of six green, green, green. Oh my god! Fuck that thing! It's a baby crater hoof. Fuck that yeah, thing! It's a it's a weaker crater hoof. It it's it's the crater hoof standard doesn't need. Well, yeah. that's the thing though. Like they they took elves. From Legacy, and they're trying to put it into Standard and make it less powerful. Uh, because we have this reason. Elders Evolution, which, um, it's decent. I don't know if I like it as much as, you know, the other, like, Natural Order. But it's a colorless, double green for a sorcery. As an additional cost to sacrifice Eldritch Evolution, sacrifice a creature. Which sounds terrible. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> I mean, it's Natural Order. Uh, search your library... Well, it's kind of natural order. Uh, search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost X or less, where X is 2 plus the sacrificed creature's converted mana cost. Put that creature onto the battlefield and then shuffle your library and exile this thing. So isn't this kind of like Birthing Pot and Natural Order just had a baby? Because uh, both require an a sacrifice baby. to happen... It's a sorcery instead of an artifact. Count yeah. on it to be but banned the in modern eventually. But the artifact <laughs> could only be activated at sorcery speed. That's fair. So and, you know, the sorcery could sorcery. only be cast at sorcery speed. Yeah. So all of these things could only be done at Word sorcery speed. in the drawer. They all let you tutor your deck for something better than what you just had. But, like, Eldritch Evolution doesn't I, restrict you to exclusively going up one mana. I, I it takes you up in two, or, or you, you can, can get find more. Less. I, I think it's a slightly better... Pod, but slightly worse at the same time as where you can't do it multiple times. Mm -hmm. But it, it's interesting. Let me say that. I definitely think it's going to be better in the. Do you have to get a green creature? Nope. Any creature. Oh, no. Yeah, this thing is definitely going in the. What? Abzan, Coco, Dex, and Modern. I definitely think that. I don't know if they're going to be running the Coco still, but I definitely think that this thing slots in there perfectly. I mean, it definitely fits in well, because you can actually do this really cool tech play if you're playing one of the, uh, I mean, you're playing all the infinite combos. Who the fuck are we kidding? Um, Most if of you're them actually are switching the, away from the red cap one. If you're playing the spike feeder archangel combo specifically, you can sack your kitchen things to find your archangel. 
And then Spike Feeder. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So there's a tidbit of tech for you folks wanting to play that type of deck. Oh shit. Um, I don't know that it's going to be better than Court of Calling at the end of the day, and I don't guarantee it would be better than Collected Company, but I think the deck could find a spot for one, maybe two. Yeah. Like, I definitely don't... I think it will see play, I just don't know how much. So, beyond that, we have Gyreach Sanitarium. Not my most... Like, not the card I'm most excited about, but it's definitely a sweet card. Um, slots into EDH pretty well. Gets uh, every deck. It's kind of like Mika Koro. Fits exceptionally you know. well into Nekasar. And Duretti. Ah! So, fits really well into Duretti. Fits Gyre really well into Tammy. Well, no, it doesn't. As a no, it doesn't. Clause. Shut it doesn't up. work with Tammy. Or not Tammy. Uh, zombie. Gyre Sanitarium is a legendary land. Tap. Add a colorless to your mana pool. Two and tap. Each player draws a card, then discards a card. So the reason that's really good in Negasar is because you're playing, like, Liliana's Megram, stuff like that. So you're likely dealing anywhere from, like, five to nine damage to each player, depending on how many draw, uh, take damage effects you have out. But it's a card that's pretty good. Um, I don't think it'll do much in standard, but it's it's a sweet card. It's sweet for EDH. It's also really flavorful because, you know, everybody's going insane and it's the sanitarium. And its flavor text is, all are welcome. <sighs> no. Okay, yeah, let's just... <laughs> all right, fine, fine. <laughs> Sorry, all your... It sounds like we're just, like... Knowing Tyson for every joke he tries to do, but I'm sorry, they're all terrible. It's fucking a thing. That so, happens. Any, you guys want to talk about this because it's pretty sweet. I think he would be the one that would want to talk about that thing. Uh, what? Why would I want to talk about that? Because it's sweet. Do you not know what that thing does? Uh, no, just read, read it out loud for everybody. Okay, all right, fine. I'll, I'll be this guy. I'm used to Tyson being the one that reads all the details, and then we just crap off. Uh, Wharf <laughs> Infiltrator, which is one of the blue, a creature which is a human horror, has Skulk. So I'm sure you all know what Skulk does. Uh, whenever Wharf Infiltrator deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. If you do, discard a card. Whenever you discard a creature card, you may pay two colorless. If you do, put a 3-2 colorless Eldrazi horror creature token onto the battlefield. Okay. Wait for it. Wait for it. What are you waiting for? I was waiting for you to say that thing's busted. Why would I say that thing's busted? I don't think it's busted, I, yeah, I don't. but it's good. It's not busted. It's decent, but it's not busted. It's what do you good. expect me to think that every fucking card that comes out is just fucking broken? But it puts Eldrazi into play. Who gives a shit? The three twos. I don't fucking care. They're three fucking twos three for twos two. Are fucking playing tendrils. I don't give a shit. Is that the card? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's the black one, one, but that, nobody plays that. Yeah. I always get that and tendrils of agony mixed up. So it's like, <laughs> no, tendrils no, of no, agony no. is definitely <laughs> it's completely just the name. different thing. I know it's just the name. But playing, I played playing tendrils. I had it in the sideboard of my black green seasons past deck. Just in case. It's a mini language in case I came against, like, white weenies that didn't do shit. Because I wouldn't let them do shit. It was great. So, the last card from the June 30th spoilers that I really care about. There's one that's really flavorful, but we'll leave that one alone. Is Whispers of Emrakul. So, it's one in a black. It's a sorcery. Target opponent discards a card at random. Mm. Delirium. Target play... Uh, if there are four or more card types among cards in your graveyard... That player, you know, your target, discards two cards at random instead. I think we've explained Delirium enough where we can, like, skip the Delirium ex explanation text and just get right to the, uh, all right, right so, to the point. So, one in a black, target opponent discards a card at random. Yeah. Delirium, one in a black, target opponent gets him to Toroct. 
Okay, that's great. You didn't so, have to repeat it, though. That's, that's fine. Well, I was going over it without the text. Uh, I'm trying to hurry us along a little bit because we have a lot to talk about. We haven't talked about anything I wanted to talk about yet. You think I think he's gonna we're see getting to her real soon. She's plane. right here, Tim. Do you think <laughs> right here. Do you guys think that thing's going to see any okay. eternal play at all? I think it's pretty good. I think it'll see some eternal play. So, like, all right, so we have a couple cards here before we get to the one that Tim wants to blow his load all over. Hey, that, to be fair, there are two cards. You shut up. You know you saying this is delaying us more than it needs to, right? Shut your fucking mouth. So, there's three here, and then we're going to go up to Tim's load. Okay. There's Ulvamold Captive. Now, it's a 1-2 for 1 and a green. It's Defender, Tap, Add Green to your mana pool. So, like, early on, it's kind of mad. But it also transforms into a 4-6 in the late game. Because <coughs> for 5 green green, you transform Ulvamold Captive. Then it taps Add 2 Colorless Mana to your mana pool. And it's a 4-6 that can battle. So it's pretty good. Um, another card. Collective Brutality. Escalate's a great mechanic. I love it. It's basically multi-kicker. This one has a pretty big drawback, though, where its Escalate cost is discard a card. So you choose one or more. It's got three options. One, target opponent reveals his or her hand. You choose an instant or sorcery card from it. That player discards that card, so you've got Duress. The other one is target creature gets minus two, minus two until end of turn. So you've got a Disfigure. And then target opponent loses two life, and you gain two life. So you've got a mini tendrils. Yes. Do you know how good this thing is in the madness deck? <clears throat> yeah, it's really mm -hmm. good. This, like yeah, it's zombies wants nuts. this. But like, no, not no, zombies, vampires wants yeah, this. Yeah, the black red vampire deck wants this thing really, really hard. Because well, zombies... it's also reach in black. Hmm. Well, it's just the zombies list would want this to fill zombies in the graveyard to bring back. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think the zombie decks want their zombies to die of natural causes. Yeah. Which is weird. Like, they don't actually have a ton of recursion unless you get, like, super specific things. Also, Delirium decks want but, this. But this thing, yes, this, Delirium decks love yeah. this thing. Yeah, because it's not random like the Vessels. It's just yeah, something like, I yep. want this in my graveyard for Delirium, this in my graveyard for Delirium. Fuck you, I have Delirium on turn two. So, my... One of my last Eldrazi hype cards is Distended Mindbender, which I will 100% be playing one of these in my Coax from the Eternities board. It's eight colorless mana. It's eight generic mana, or five black black for its emerge cost. When you cast it, target opponent reveals his or her hand. You choose from it a non-land card with CMC three or less, and then they you and, choose and a card. one with CMC four or more, and that player discards those cards. So you get to basically make them discard two cards. Of your choice. Yeah, if, of your if, choice. If they Yeah, if both conditions positive. can be met. If not, it's probably a 5-5 five, five that makes them discard a card at the very least, which is, like, at the potential upside one. is really good for this, it. I now, like that it one's disgusting. That card is disgusting with Ramp being the way it is, which, you know, I've had all over my face because of Tyson over here. Yeah, I mean, you, you, know can, what? you can cast that thing on, like, turn 4 or 5, realistically. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fucked up. So here we go, Tim. You can go ahead and read this Okay, thing so we're... we're reprint upon reprint! Who's not hyped for that? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Seriously, green sorcery, target creature you control, fight target creature you don't. Shut up. Uh, we're, we're talking about <laughs> Tamiyo Field Researcher. Tamiyo, more like Tammy. Yo! Fucking Jesus Christ. That is a bad joke. I don't care, but I love this card. It's one and bant, so one green, white, and blue. Uh, it's a planeswalker, and it's plus one is choose up to two target creatures. Until, oh, yeah, it starts with four loyalty counters. Sorry. Jesus Christ. I don't do this. I don't do the fucking... Like, I'm the, I'm the idiot. I'm Just the continue reading. 
Don't you tell me what to fucking do on my own podcast, new face. Even though he's been in like plenty, he's been in he's all been but like two half of, them. of them. No, he's been in more than half of them. I think this is this is episode seven. I think. Anyway, what's three? the cameo do? I understand you're doing field research, but come on, stick to the topic. <laughs> oh god. So plus one, choose up to two target creatures until your next turn. Whenever either of those creatures deals combat damage, you draw a card, which is great because you're basically just like, I'm going to choose this creature of mine or this creature of my opponent's that they're obviously going to block with. Fight, bounce, draw two cards, or you just be like, they're two huge creatures. Be like, go ahead, fucking attack me with them. I get to draw cards next turn. Uh, you know, don't, you just, don't you mean it makes Sylvan Advocates draw you four cards a turn? Four? Yeah, my turn, your turn. My yeah. turn, your turn. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, until next turn, yeah. So you just keep bouncing that's them off of each other and just keep yeah. drawing cards. And it it's also just, makes your opponent potentially not want to block with their Sylvan Advocate. Yeah, buddy. Because that's all about that tilt. Uh, minus two, tap up to two target non-land permanents. They don't untap during their controller's next untap step. I don't think I have to explain how fucking great that is. Yeah, for anybody that doesn't realize that, I think it's just really, really strong. So it's like, play this Tamiyo for four. Minus two, let's tap those things down. They're not untapping anytime soon. Because chances are I've chosen them, and they are going to be my friend. And then uh, the ultimate, the minus seven, draw three cards you get an emblem with. You may cast non-land cards from your hand without paying their mana cost. So, we get a little bit of omniscience action. I can almost play that in my blue-green Eldrazi deck. <laughs> almost. 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 I mean, all I have to do is splash a planes. Yeah. Oh, fuck <laughs> you, by the way. You just play Earthenissas. <laughs> I just... I don't like Earthenissas in the deck, honestly. Yeah. Like, I want the Emrakul. I want to be able to activate my Delirium. I feel like this deck... Like, I'm building a deck around Tamiyo, and I feel like it wants a lot of uh, tap-down stuff. Like, just to go with the theme. Just everything taps down all the fucking time. So I'm going with a little secret tech so, that I may not be sharing until we Tim, get that card. what you're saying it. is, you're a horny 19-year-old guy. <laughs> I'm a horny 32-year-old guy. What's the fucking difference? Point made. <laughs> So, we're going to go over the single spoiler from July 2nd. I'm really excited about this card. And it has sweet it? new art. It's a reprint. It's turn aside. Single blue mana. Counter target spell that targets a permanent you control. Oh, that's sweet. The art's gorgeous. Does that count for, like, uh, enter the battlefield effects or on cast effects with uh, creature spells? I think they changed the wording of that. I'm pretty sure the original turn aside said... Counter-target spell that targets you or a permanent you control. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of too strong. If it, I think, yeah, that'd be a. I'm actually really upset if that's what they did. I, I kind of. I'm see pretty that. sure the old one said that. I kind of see that, but. No, it only says counters target permanent you control. Uh, oh man, did yeah. I just read that back in the day? Probably. Either did. way, still pretty good. It still goes. Oh, that's nice. You're trying to do something to like you know the Emrakul I just played with the Declaration and Stone you just top decked. Uh. Uh-uh. Does that, oh, you're, you're, you're trying to take out my walkers? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> so I bring... So yeah, it targets anything that's like um, on-cast ability target this. Like it say Ulamog? It would not do no. that. Oh, okay. No, it would not hit Ulamog or Lordbreaker. So it yeah. has to like specifically target... Yeah, it, like it, it'll bitch slap Crumble to Dust. Okay. It's pretty I'm good. not really too worried about Crumble to Dust. I know how we were I all am. like... Why? Because I'm playing ramp. ramp! Son of a bitch. Yeah, but you pull out mostly basic lands anyway. Shh. We have Leyline of Triskaidekaphobia. We do. So we have Providence, which apparently Ginger wants to talk about. It, it is not I going to I don't want to talk about it. No, <laughs> man. Now we have to. 
So oh my God. You, reveal, you may reveal this card from your opening hand. If you do at the beginning of the first upkeep, your life total becomes 26. Oh, what the then shit. Then you can cast it for five white-white later in the game, and when you cast it, your life total becomes 26. That's so stupid. That's so stupid. But another brain in the jar target. There we go. For no fucking... Just every sorcery that's stupid. I'm just going to be like, you can cast that on your opponent's turn with brain in the so, jar. So, Tim. What? It's your turn. Is it? Oh. Two of them. Oh, so we're your skipping over... One. Oh. Um, nobody cares about Spirit of the Hunt. Nobody does nobody when Spirit of the Hunt enters the battlefield. Each other creature you can show them is... Oh, yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that. It's I mean, like, it's still I just, three, three I just, mana, three, three with Flash. It's still fine. Well, I saw, I saw, I saw Spirit and Flash, and then I had to look at it, and I'm like, no, that's no good. That's no good for, for what you. I'm doing right, so here. So, realistically, somebody probably cares about it because it makes werewolves not get blown out by Languish, I guess. <laughs> but that means you have to hold up three mana, and your opponent's probably not going to be a retard. Yeah, werewolves, werewolf decks do not hold up. They put out, put out, put out, and that's... Shut up, Shinji. <laughs> I know what I said. They just throw out creatures, and that's how they win. Because if they started I mean, holding up... Not even about the one that enters the battlefield ability. It's still a three-mana 3-3. Three, three. With Flash. I yes. mean, yeah, that, that's fine. It's still fine. But that type of deck is not going to hold that mana up. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to play it. If they're going to play it, they're going to play it. And they're not going to play I mean, it like, it's not that good. If you pass turn on turn three, play this thing, and the next turn play Arlen Cord, plus it on this... And just bash with it. I mean, it's. Still I mean, you fine. could just play Gyre Reach Bandit with haste on turn three. Like, I don't know that thing. Why? I'm more fond of that play. Yeah. Wh- why? It makes you... it so if okay, so Gyre Reach Bandit's like one red red. Yeah. For a two two with haste. Yeah. And then you know it's got your usual werewolf flip claws, and on its flip side, whenever you cast a werewolf spell, it comes in automatically auto flipped. flipped. Yeah, it's fucking oh, bananas. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, like, hey, if, werewolf if you want to play player, something in, like... Know about that? I don't want to play werewolves. I'm just saying it's interesting. You but, were the one that was all fucking crazy about the legendary werewolf. That thing is out. really good. Shut up. Okay, so I'm going <laughs> to talk about that real quick since we brought up Gyre Reach Bandit. If we're going to do something like that in werewolves and be like, oh, I want to turn three play them, I'm just going to jam down... You jam down your Gyre Reach Bandit. You hope your opponent doesn't fucking play anything because they're playing like a deck that doesn't do anything on turn three. Then you which a lot of the control decks don't. Yeah. You slam down your Arlen Cord, and then next turn you just fucking jam your Ulrich down their throat, who's going to be a 4-4, get his trigger for plus 4, plus 4, fall Get away, a second trigger. Get plus 2, plus 2 from Arlen, and then punch somebody's dick straight he the fuck off. He also gets a second trigger for plus 4, plus 4. When he flips, he gets one. Yeah, so like... If you want to fucking eight, do ten. something, let's just have a fucking one-shot match. Yeah, why, why are we playing Bandit? Spirit of the Hunt? What the fuck is this shit? Now I want to do this. <laughs> okay, there you go. We so anyway, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't stroll up yet. <laughs> Sorry, I'm done I was with dismissing the... this. You fucker, now. Get back down there. Summary dismissal. So if anybody might remember the uh, the uh, last episode where I was like, what we need is a counter-stifle. I was close, okay? I was close, but this is actually far better than I could have ever wanted. Because yeah, I, I wanted something that said... Three blue, counter target spell, and counter light, and prevent its... I forget it's how I worded prevent it Prevent a cast trigger. Yeah, prevent cast triggers. Counter target spell and target ability. Instead, what we got was trigger. an instant, a two blue blue, exile all other spells, and counter all abilities. So not only does it do the one, th- the two things that I want it to do, but it does all of the two things I want it to do. What? Cooks from Blind Eternity? Uh, it'll exile a coach from the blind attorneys. No, I'm saying so, you get to you get to get your Eldrazi back. So, 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 so prevent them from casting it when they do. Yeah, right, so the here's the real like 
ball breaker of this deck. You wanted something to battle the Eldrazi deck. Yeah. So I'm a guy that's been playing a lot of Eldrazi. Yes, you are. So I enjoy casting my World Breaker, putting my Kozlik's Return trigger on the stack, putting my Sanctum of Ugin trigger on the stack, and putting my World Breaker trigger on the stack while trying to resolve my World Breaker. And, I'm and just you're just like, going to stop all that shit it's now. all done. Summary dismissal, gone. World Breaker, gone. Fucking triggers, gone. Yeah. I don't get any of that. Yeah! You that's taking, what we needed. You were taking all my fun. Yes! So Yes, because that's what Blue is supposed to do, I guess. So, here's a really fun thing about this card, and part of why I like it so much as well. So, right now, we have Sphinx of the Final Word. Mm-hmm. He has Hexproof. He can't be countered, and he makes it so that instants and sorceries you control can't be countered. This gets around that. It doesn't target anything. It says exile all other spells. So if you get into a stack fight and your opponent's like, ha, here's this, and it says it can't be countered, you just go, okay, I will exile everything. It's not countering them. It's taking them and removing them from the game. That's hey, cool. guy's revenge, right? <laughs> yeah, actually, stop it. <laughs> I love this card. I love this card. I love this card. Like, this I, card is actually really good. Now all Playing this long unsubstantiate is fantastic. Unsubstantiate? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. these cards, like... Did we talk about unsubstantiate yet? Last time. Last time. Did we? Okay, well, this and unsubstantiate, because I love negate. I love negate unabashedly, but unsubstantiate's a pretty good uh, build-up for that. So, let's talk about this little fucker. We talked about, like, some of the other cool stuff from this... We talked about Liliana. We talked about Oath of Liliana. Let's talk about Ishkana. Spider Tribal. <laughs> so it's a legendary creature spider for four and a green. It has reach. Surprise! Spiders I mean, it's a spider. Reach. It kind of happens. Um, when this card enters the battlefield, if there are four more card types, it's got the Delirium text. Yeah. If Delirium is met, Put three one two green spider creature tokens with reach onto the battlefield. Six and a black target opponent loses one life for each spider you control, and it's a three five. So, for anybody that actually does want to play spider EDH, this card's great because it gets you your black Plus and nuts. your green. Yeah, yeah. Plus, it just starts to drain people. You don't even have to go to combat. You're just like, uh, drain you for four, drain you for four. I have more and spiders. That, Drain you for five. Right. It's like assuming you don't play a million spiders because, you know, it's EDH. You're it's probably almost, playing a million spiders. Yeah. Yeah. That, I don't want to think about a million spiders, though. That is like the one yeah, EDH right? deck that would skis me out. It's like, okay. Oh, you like spider travel? Nope. New game. Like, yeah, but no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not it's like, I like to put myself in that headspace whenever I'm playing EDH. Like, I'm a powerful blue wizard because, you know, it's all me, right? But then I'm like playing against spiders and they're skittering around and, oh, just no. Just no. So while we're on the topic of EDH, let's talk about Nefalia Academy real quick and how salty I am that this card exists. Okay. So I played Nekasar in EDH, or at least I'm rebuilding it. Because, you know, I try playing Nekasar casually and everyone gets all mad and makes me play it try hard. <laughs> Nekasar is bullshit. Especially whenever your See, deck relies on try, draw cards. Well, the funny thing is, you're only salty about it because you win because you draw cards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't now you lose when you draw cards. cards. Yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> So, Nefalia Academy is an uncommon land. All right, right. foils of these things are probably going to be like $10 still. Because it's an EDH card. People are going to put this in the EDH Yeah, like this thing's going to be sweet. So, it's if a spell or ability an opponent controls causes you to discard a card, you may reveal that card and put it on top of your library instead of putting it anywhere else. 
So it makes, you know, while I'm playing Nekasar, it makes my Megrim triggers go away. Makes my Liliana's Caress triggers go away. Makes my Waste Knot triggers go away. You just take your hand, go, here's my hand, put it on top of your deck, shuffle, and draw new cards. Instead of actually taking damage or giving me anything for it. I feel like we've been touching on EDH so much, but we haven't had an EDH devoted episode. We might have to do that eventually. Well, we might do it thing. next time. Well, well I mean, that's probably going to be more spoilers. We'll have the full set spoiler. We'll go over some more hot rares. We'll It'll talk about some limited the week playabilities. After, the week after the spoilers are done. So, like, two weeks. EDH time. That'll yeah. give me time to actually play a couple games the next hour after I boom. Ugh! No! Hey, don't you give me that. <laughs> Fuck Nexar. So, while we're, uh, you know, going back to Escalate cards and how cool they are, we have United Resistance. It's not that red one that I can't read, is it? It yeah, is. Son it's of the a German bitch. one that's red. Fuck. So it's one red red. It's a sorcery. It has Escalate one. Choose one or both, which this is the one I don't get. It should be choose one or more. Well, yeah, again, it was translation. Probably bad translation. Yeah, I mean, it's translated from German, so they probably got that part wrong. But it's probably choose one or more. The three modes are one fits into Nekasar really well. Target player discards all cards in his or her man hand, then draws that many cards. You know what's great about that? The Nefalia Academy comes out too. Well, no, the <laughs> red blue mill deck that we were fucking with before that was kind of going around. You play this card. Oh, yeah, you target you yourself. Your and doing and shit. You yeah, you use this card. You play it on yourself using Pyromancer's goggles. And you can also just like zero your Chandra afterwards. Mm-hmm. Which oh means you've God. basically just milled out their entire deck in one move. Yeah. So, like, this card's really sweet while it's in standard with Sphinx's tutelage. Um, but it has other modes. The, uh, one of the other modes is United Resistance deals four damage to target creature. Wait, so for But red, that doesn't red, hit in the face. Wait, hold on, hold on. For red, red, and two, I get to play something that enables my wing con and doubles a spot removal? But wait. That's pretty good in the blue-red deck. But wait, Tyson. It doesn't hit the face. Or does it? <gasps> If you escalate again, or just choose a different mode... We didn't script that. That just happened. United Resistance deals three whole damage to target opponent. Oh so my awesome god! reach! <laughs> I hate both of you. It's <laughs> yeah, so like, it's reach, it's removal, it's a new hand. This card fucking does everything but catch you dinner. Still might do that. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Could very well do that. Ooh, there's another one I like. Oh, this guy? This guy? This little douche guy? Very possibly, yes. But I, the one I'm looking at is currently in... Uh, Another language. I know what it does. It's uh, Selfless Soul. Correct. Uh, one in a white creature spirit flying. Sacrifice Selfless Soul. Creatures you control gain indestructible until end of turn. So, now being that's a two drop, that's pretty fucking good. Because you're just like, here's this two drop just sitting here unassuming, right? Whatever. Just do whatever. Just do... Oh, oh you want you want Radiant Flames or whatever the fuck? Pop! I mean, this is one of the cards I'm going to spec on really, really hard and I'm not going to be shy about it. Yeah. It's really bad in language dot format. But yeah. as soon as Languish rotates and all the removal says destroy again, mm -hmm. this card's going to fucking jump so high. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm already specking on it. It's already in my mystery deck that like, I'm not going to talk about. This it's might, pretty obvious what I'm playing by now. This might be like a dollar, two dollars tops. I could easily see it being a four of jammed into decks on rotation. Ten foils. Right? Just, just need four. Yeah, and it's also a two one. So, like, M flies. Like, this, the card's just really fucking good. This card's so good. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's what not. Card? Shut up. Maybe you should tell us about yeah, it. Yeah, maybe you know. should actually open your mouth and talk about a card. I, I have been. <laughs> Deploy the Gatewatch. It's four mana. It's four generic mana and two white for sorcery. Look at the top seven cards of your library. Put 
up to two Planeswalker cards from among them onto the battlefield and put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So that seems pretty good. It's it's a brain it's not, in a jar target. It's not quite as good as Coco because Coco lets you put the cards you want yes. in any order. But this doesn't have a CMC restriction. No. So if, you can hit Nickel Bolas and Ugin. No, I'm saying EDH. We're talking standard right now. In modern, you Wait, can what hit... what the fuck deck are you playing that's red, white, black, and blue in EDH? You're playing hey, five-color remember, there's friends. supposed to be four-color generals coming up, aren't there? And no, you're just playing <laughs> five-color right. super friends with uh, Progenitus as your commander. So Duh. yeah, that shit's gonna be... That shit's gonna be ridiculous, by the way. I'm hoping for uh, white, blue, uh, red, green. Cause, so you know, there, there's gonna be all of them. I know, but I can't wait for Anywho, that. Anywho, back to this. Right. So, right! I think the blood of the gate watch is going to be really good or really bad. Yeah, it's going to be one because like other. you're not going to be playing like fifteen walkers. You might, you might. I mean, it take a specific shell. Like you need yeah. one with like maybe say like Gideon and Obnix and Chandra, like like Marty walkers, I guess. Liliana, yeah. Sor Did I ever say Soren? No. no. Soren. Soren's one of the best things you'll hit off this. Like, Imagine the, hitting the, a Soren in Omnix list. Like, I think you just won the game. That's not even the dream. The dream is to hit Soren and Chandra. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's oh my god, 12 yes. mana of walkers for 6 mana, and those two walkers are like the best planeswalkers in standard right now. Single-handedly win your game. Like, the thing is, like, you do that plus ability on Chandra to have 6 damage on the board, and then the plus ability on uh, Soren... To just do however much damage you fucking want. It's like, I think the card has the potential to be really good, but it's going to have to fall into a very specific shell, and I'm not sure how well that shell is going to stand. I don't know, I like it for EDH purposes. Oath of but Nissa. That's me. Oath of Nissa. Yeah. Oath of Nissa decks. Deploy the gate watch. It'll be a good thing. Maybe. So, one of my hype cards, because we were talking about it a little earlier, Crypt Breaker is a one mana, one one zombie. It's a single black mana. Then it has the ability, one in a black, discard a card, put a 2-2 black zombie creature token onto the battlefield. Then it has the text of, tap three untapped zombies you control, draw a card and lose a life. Uh, so, yeah. this thing is super good in the zombie shell. Like, I'm not going to pretend I'm not going to start building blue-black zombies as, like, a more casual deck. Obnix is plus on a stick, basically. Sort of. Uh, you have to tap three zombies to do it. But the thing about cards like this and what I love about them is those it, the creatures aren't tapping it's an ability making them tap so the zombies can be sick yeah yep so yeah like, yep. end of turn if i get zombies off liliana the last hope emblem or oath of liliana emblem or you know my liliana heretical healer died and made a 2-2 zombie and i've got a couple other zombies i can just tap those zombies to draw a card after they've been declared as blockers mm-hmm yeah it's just so good I just love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. Of course you do. So we're coming up to the very end of our... Oh, there's cards another card I'm fucking excited about here shortly. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Well, we've, we've got a couple of them left. We went over most of the big guys. Oh, Jesus, there's another side to that fucking... Th yeah. <laughs> Texas had a piece of paper It's just a checklist of all the cards we want to talk about. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wow, we're getting really close. Oh, Jesus, there's another side to it. Yeah, the other I guess they're all noteworthy. Them. Every single card that's ever come out is noteworthy at this point. I mean, a lot of them are. Yeah. yeah this like, set is... Anything we've talked about that hasn't been sweet. This set is pretty bananas, I will say that. I mean, like, this is probably one of the m most unimpressive cards of the list that I'm about to say right here. And it's Lashweed Lurker. I'm excited for this thing. 
So know what it does. it's eight mana. It's an Eldrazi. Surprise! I'm right. hyped about the Eldrazi. Yeah, it's yeah, blue yeah, green yeah. Eldrazi too. It's a merge cost is blue green. Close enough. So it's eight mana for an Eldrazi. Uh, emerge five blue green. When you cast Lashweed Lurker, you may put target non-land permanent on top of its owner's library. Boo. So it's a. I'm trying to remember the name of the card. It's in Shadows. I think it's really bad, but it's super good in Limited. It's four and a blue. Put target permanent on top of its owner's library um, and you investigate. Gone away? Yeah, that. So it's gone away on a 5-4 body. Like, I'm perfectly okay with that. That's fine for me. Hiss, Eldrazi, boo. I had to to do that at some point in this podcast. We also have a friend that likes to play Kiln Fiend type of decks. So, what's better than Kiln Fiend? Fucking flying Kiln Fiend. (laughs) The artwork on that thing is gorgeous. Yeah, Yeah, Mercurial Geist is the card we're talking about. It's two blue and red. Flying. And it's a spirit. Yeah, and it's a spirit to him. There you go. Wrong color! Whenever you cast I'm an instant or sorcery spell... Way to give away the secret. How about it? It's not really a secret. When you cast an instant or sorcery <laughs> spell, Mercurial Geist gets plus 3 plus 0 until end of turn. And it's a 1-3 base. So, constructive playability, probably not going to be there. It's a 1-3 for 4. I don't think that's good enough, even with flying. Um, but in limited, that thing's going to be a fucking house. <laughs> you get to use it with the... Um the one drop red thing that deals damage, and then the two and a blue draw card for each one that's in the graveyard. Yeah, I mean you can use it with. Uh, I don't remember. You can use it with card. take inventory and galvanic bombardment both. Yeah, but I I just I don't know. Uh, it I mean it's definitely interesting because it gives the uh, you know the blue red mill decks that another option to kill you. Like also, they like, don't really need no, more like, options. Like they whenever have, like, you Chandra. were playing uh, Mono Blue Prison, yeah, you can just splash red in instead of you know just trying to find a way to kill them. Well, you can kill them with this thing. Yeah, eh, not really. Anywho, I mean, the idea of Mono Blue Prison is just having a ton of mana to keep returning creatures. So earlier on, we were talking about how Liliana fits into black green type of Delirium style decks. So we're gonna go over two cards that are really good in that type of shell. The first one is going to be the Uncommon. It's Mourn Willow, one black green, creature plant skeleton. Haste on a 3-2 body. Great. Delirium. When Mourn Willow enters the battlefield, if Delirium is met, creatures with power 2 or less can't block this turn. So this thing completely blows chump blockers and zombie tokens and stuff like that out of the fucking water. So basically the mirror. Uh, no, I don't think black green delirium. I would call a mirror. I don't think well, they're I mean, gonna have anything gonna, that tiny. If they're gonna try black green zombies, then I mean, yeah, they're not gonna try black green zombies though. They're gonna try black blue zombies. All right, yeah. whatever. Like that's where you get prize amalgam and gizzard and all sorts of fun shit. Yeah, it's like Mormolo is pretty sweet. It basically goes, oh, all these fucking bullshit tokens you're making. Uh, you know, it's really, really good right now. Secure the waste. You know, it can't block when Mormolo hits the field. Sick. Tokens from Secure the waste. Right. So, like, Mormolo is going to be sweet. It's going to be tech. I expect it to be, depending on how aggressive the black-green Delirium-style deck ends up being with the 1-1 that could be a 3-3 and things of that nature, this thing's probably going to be at least a 2-of up to a 4-of. 
Yeah. But uh, speaking of cards that are going to be four ofs, let's this take a moment nuts. and talk about this guy. So his name is Grim Flair. He's black and green, and he is a 2-2. He's got trample. Wow, because, like, you know, 2 2s would trample, you know, they've never done anything in the past, right? You know, black, green, 2 2s, who cares? It's got trample. Whatever. Whenever Grim Flare deals combat damage to a player, which you're probably gonna, because, you know, the only thing that's really gonna get in its way is a Sylvan Advocate. You just fucking kill that thing. With whatever else you have. Yeah. Whenever Grim Flare deals combat damage to a player, Look at the top three cards of your library, put any number of them into your graveyard, and the rest back on top of your library in any order. So, if this thing hits, you look at three cards. Decide if you even want any of them, or if you just want to enable Delirium, and you throw them all to the graveyard. Or you throw some number of them to the graveyard. If you don't want to draw that thing, just fucking get rid of it. What do you care? Pretty good. Delirium! Grim Flare gets plus two, plus two! Yeah, yeah. So now you've got a 4-4 four, four for black-green that's not legendary. Yeah. All right? And so I was talking earlier about how Liliana fits into this type of deck really well. Part of the reason is because how well she syncs up with this card and Morm Willow. My opponent's got a 2-3 Sylvan Advocate. I uptick. Now you have a 0-2 Sylvan Advocate, and I'm beating with a Grim Flare. My opponent's got an Ailey, Eternal Pilgrim, 2-3 with Death Touch. <laughs> Uptick. You've got a 0-2 Ailey, and I'm beating with a 2-2. And guess how Death Touch works. You have to actually deal damage. <laughs> Liliana is hilariously good against those cards in this type of deck. That's sweet. Another little bit of synergy to note about this. I uptick my Liliana. I make your 4-5 Sylvan Advocate a 2-4. I play a Morm Willow. Creatures with power 2 or less can't block this turn. Guess your Sylvan Advocate's not doing any defense now, is it? <sighs> so a lot it of people... comes back to fucking Liliana. A lot of people have been saying <laughs> Liliana's this card that has, like, no place anywhere. Like, I don't think she fits into the Esper deck, which is where people were trying to say she fits best. And I don't think that's her home. So she's very specifically like Demir or Golgari. This black-green aggressive type of deck is absolutely perfect for her. She comes down, you can uptick her to make combat more favorable for you. Make all these early 2-3s become useless by not being able to deal damage, not kill your early plays like your Grim Flares, your whatever the Tree Folk is... Who's a woman that grows to a 3-3 later. That also has Death Touch. So even if you're just like... Even if you do like turn 1 that, turn 2 Grim Flayer, And they kill your Grim Flayer, And you turn 3 Liliana. Their Sylvan Advocate's probably not going to block that 1-1. One so you're just no. going to start chipping damage in. And yeah, those I mean, chip shots start to add up really yeah. fast. Yes, they do. Um, beyond that... You know, things like Morn Willow, or Morn Willow and combat... Like combat scenarios like that... Liliana gets really good really quick in this type of deck. Alternatively, you can minus two her, find something you need, or throw things to the graveyard. So, like, she's the way that she plays with this deck is so good. Yeah. Not to mention, you can also play Liliana Heretical Healer in this type of deck really well as well. Because you can uptick to start making people discard cards. You want your dudes to die, you get a body back with them. You can minus her whenever she flips. 
to get back, you know, one of your gun flares, your Mormolo or something like that that you really want. Because, you know, you can get your Mormolo back from your graveyard. So, like, if you play a bug type of Delirium deck that's aggressive, you can Liliana Heretical Healer, flip her, minus three her for your Mormolo, get the trigger, get back a prized amalgam with it, and then just start going to battle like that. And how does she flip again? Who? Liliana Heretical Healer. Whenever a creature you control dies. So basically play Hangerback Walker for zero and there's half your delirium as uh, well. Not even. You just send something that you don't care about to battle or you find a way to sack something. Or you play Hangerback Walker for zero and get an artifact creature towards your delirium. I'm and telling you, it's good. And you can do it's that fine. too. You know, so like, good, there's just it's fine. It's, it's a tactic that people use with Avacyn. Why wouldn't That's they? different. Using it with Avacyn is a completely different beast. Well, I mean, let's talk about something else people do with Avacyn that would fit into a green-black type of deck like this really well. Uh, don't we have this wonderful little card called Evolutionary Leap 2? Yeah. Uh, yep, oh, yep. wow, look at that. <laughs> so, like, all these cards just fit into this aggressive black-green delirium type of deck really well and play with both Liliana's. Dyson, you're like... You were selling me on werewolves with, you know, I deal 12 to you here, deal 10 to you here, you're dead. And now you're slowly pushing me towards this type of deck. Well, I basically basically what we're saying is there are a lot of options here. Yeah, there There's is. a lot of different powerful plays that can be made, a lot of different powerful decks, and that's what making what's making this set really fun is that there's all so sorts sweet. of different shit that you can do. Yep. And it's all insanely gross. Yeah, so, like, on the surface, Liliana looks really underwhelming, and I think people are trying to jam her into the wrong shell. This is where I think she wants to be, and I think she fits in it really, really well. Yeah, but she doesn't look like an aggressive planeswalker. That's the thing. She doesn't, but <laughs> she makes combat really favorable yeah. by going minus two, minus one. And that's the thing nobody acknowledged with her. Everyone was like, well, if it was reversed and did minus one, minus two, well, then you're not battling through Ailey's. Then you're not battling through Sylvan Advocates. Then you're not making Mormwillow really good in those situations either. Yeah. Like... Liliana is just super strong in this type of deck. It's like that—that's like all the harping I wanted to do on Liliana. Yeah, there. thank I'm, you. I'm Can done. we move on now, I'm please? I'm sorry, she's We've so got, like, good. How many of these? How many of the four cards we uh, have left are we three. actually going to discuss? I think three. Of them? Do, uh, one, two, three, four. Okay, so we still. I mean, really, we're ride talking about a fucking ride down. Yeah. Shut up! Look, that's a really good reprint. All right, yeah, people are playing reprint. red white humans. It destroys target blocking creature and gives the creatures that were blocked by it trample. So basically you destroy it and then your damage goes through. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's a super good combat trick. Yeah, yeah but... It's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to swing for lethal. Uh, I'm going to block so I don't die. Kill that, trample over. Win. Point made. The card's going to be good in that deck. Move on. Yeah, seriously. Talking about a fucking uncommon. Jesus Christ. I mean, we already did that quite a bit. Yeah, we yeah, did. I, I mean, some of these uncommons are really good. Yeah, I mean, not going like, to lie. They push the envelope. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Spirits, here's uh, one for you. Okay, so uh, this this card's really good. Uh, permeating Mass. It costs a green. It's a creature. It's a spirit. Uh, whenever Permeating Mass deals combat damage to a creature, that creature becomes a copy of Permeating Mass. <laughs> so the thing about this card... Is it is super obnoxious. Yeah, it is. I a, love it. It's a 1 3. That makes everything else it touches a 1 3. That also has that text. Yep. Yeah. It just turns a game into a bunch of 1 3s that just look at each other. Yeah. Yeah, like, hey, Sylvan Advocate, you want to come at me? Permeating Mass, you. 
Guess what's the 1-3 now? It doesn't even have to live through the combat, and it's not until Permeating Mass leaves the battlefield. Yeah. Like, I'll chump block your Kali Toss. Sweet. Now it's Permeating Mass. So wait. Wait. Uh, I thought you said it happened before before it would die. Like, it would... The damage is dealt. Okay. Like, it has three damage from Cletus. Right. It deals one damage to Cletus. Right. It'll die, exile... No. I'll have no. to find out about that one later. I don't think so. I will come back to that one later. I'm pretty sure it dies, exiles, you get a 2-2, and then yes, you should have... Uh, because you put your trigger on the stack first, and then It's a replacement goes, effect. Oh, is it? No, then you wouldn't get the zombie, if it's a replacement effect. Because no, Col- no, Cletus is a replacement effect. No, you don't get the zombie. Effect. They do. Yeah, I know. I'm saying, wait, this... We'll rule on this once yes. I have the official rollings and am able to do so appropriately. But I believe it will make Cletus a 1-3 and the opponent will have a 2-2 zombie. But the thing is, this thing just starts making things 1-3s that make other things 1-3s. Which is obnoxious. And if you don't fly, very obnoxious. Which, yeah, what like, do spirits do? That one doesn't. That, that one doesn't. That one, doesn't. <laughs> but that one, however, is just fun shit to deal with whatever they have and then your flyers fly over. Could you imagine giving that thing flying a reach? <laughs> I'd rather not. That's obnoxious enough as it is. Well, I mean, it is a green card, and they are no- Mighty Leap, anyone? Um, that was white. Was it? Yeah. What's a green card that... All of the green cards are mostly for destroying flyers. I don't know. Yeah. So, we have two more cards that we care about. One of them I'm going to leave for Ginger. The other one I'm going to leave for Tim. Oh, Jesus. You so, can go first. you two know your cards. There's no way you don't. Right, yeah, so Mirror Wing Dragon. No. No, no, no. <laughs> no, obviously he wants me to talk about Mind's Dilation, which is five blue blue. It's an enchantment. Whenever an opponent casts his or her first spell each turn, that player exiles the top card of his or her library. If it's a non-land card, you may cast it without paying its mana cost. Basically... Eh? But if you have Tamiyo's Emblem, it's a good one of to have in there to just kind of drop down and just double down on the Omniscience by casting your opponent's spells using the Omniscience type. Very well. good Basically, eh? Yeah. It's very I good mean, This card's sweet and EDH. Oh, yeah. I'm well, probably going to jam one into Eldrazi. I'm putting one in fucking Azami. We don't even have to talk about that. Card's like, I'm probably going to jam one into um, Eldrazi, honestly. Because, right. like... As soon as they cast anything, it's like, ooh, I get a free spell. What did yeah. I get from you? Yeah. It's not, like, it's not like I don't take enough of your deck with Ulamogs or Moral Breakers and I mean, making you exile 20 cards. And I mean, isn't that is, what Eldrazi is all about, is just stealing your things from you? Yeah. This is Which definitely is great. Card? This is definitely great for multiplayer play because yes. every time an opponent casts a spell, I see that top card. I see that. Oh, that's nice. I'm going to do that. Oh, you. Oh, it's your turn now. Okay. First. Okay, let's see that. Oh, you just hit all counter spells. So, yeah. fun thing about that, if somebody brainstorms at the end of a different opponent's turn, then cast something on their turn, you get one for both of those. Because <laughs> it's the first time each turn. Oh, my fucking God. For so. each individual opponent. So, basically, that's like... No. If you're yes, playing, it is. A, yeah, it is. if oh, you're bye. playing a four-player game, you basically have like nine opportunities or something. To you get have a lot. Yeah. yeah, you've got a lot of chances to get shit out of this. So, Jinji, we'll let you do your card now. Mirror Ring Dragon is three generic and double red for a four-five flying dragon. Uh, whenever a player casts an instant or sorcery spell that targets Mirror Ring, targets only, targets only Mirror Ring Dragon, that player copies that spell for each other creature he or she controls that the spell could target. Each copy targets a different one of those creatures. 
This thing's cool. I like it. I mean, that's obviously why you said, told me to read it. But um, who is it? Zodahedron Grinder? Zodahedron Dragon. I hate you. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the super cool. You've been upside. doing this for like an hour and fifteen minutes. Tyson is still not stopping with the puns that we don't approve of. <laughs> so the really sweet thing about Mirrorwing Dragon is it's going to be best friends with Thunderbreak Regent while it's around. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes? Oh my god, yes. For the, like, <laughs> for the like three months we got it, it's going to be beautiful. You remember when Thunderbreak Regent was a thing? <laughs> remember uh, when it's going to be one Do you know again? what happens whenever you target that thing? Yes, I know. Dead. But I'm saying what happened <laughs> you when... You are dead. <laughs> Thunderbreak Regent will be a thing again, yes. But it was a very significant thing a long time ago. Also, I just want to see foils of this thing. It's probably going to yeah. be really pretty, judging by the wings and stuff. Yeah, yeah. like... Ah. Uh. <laughs> Oops. Be still, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Gingy, be still your beating boner. Uh. So anyhow, the deck that I'm super hyped for, and you guys probably heard me mention it a time or two, I'm probably going to build blue black zombies A as time well. or two? You mean the full time? No. <laughs> or most of it? No, I went all in on black green delirium. Yeah, that deck day. sounds sweet, though. It does. It's going to be real strong. So, like, Blue Black Zombies is actually going to have enough support to do some really cool stuff with your Diagraph Colossus spitting out more zombies, your Crypt Breaker, your Relentless Dead, your Prized Amalgams being on curve. Like, everything is super cheap and effective. Plus, you can play Risen Executioners to give all your zombies plus one, plus one while Dragons is still around. So, like, you just get some super sweet tech from stuff like that. And if also, you play. You the Flushback Marauder. That's is Flashback still around? No, the the new one. Yeah, I think so. I don't remember what his name. Well, is. I'll have to look and see if Flashback's still around or not. But like, you just play all of these really good black blue zombie cards, and then you get to play Gissa. So that in the late game, like you probably play two Gissas top, two Gissa and Grolf's tops, because in the late game, you can just be like, all right, I'm gonna use, I'm gonna play this on four. I have one mana left. I'm gonna pay one. For like a crit breaker, and then get some prized amalgams out. So like, it's just got some really good value to it there. Like it just seems pretty decent to me. You can also play both Liliana's in this deck. If you play Liliana, heretical healer who turns into Liliana defiant necromancer, she comes in with three loyalty. You can minus her to get a dude out of your yard to get the prized amalgams and other stuff back. If it's really well with Kiss and Grolf, you can't get that back because she specifies non-legendary creature, but you can also uptick her to have players discard cards and you can discard things like prized amalgam and then like relentless dead to get back a uh, crit breaker or something like that to just keep the zombie chain rolling. So the deck will start to generate some incremental card advantage over time, yeah. just naturally and through its own lines of play. I think the deck's going to be sweet. Right. Gingy, what decks are you specking on that you may build? Uh, the, the green-black one that Tyson was just talking about, the Delirium deck. <laughs> I, I think that deck sounds interesting. But also, the fucking hit you for 12 because I'm a werewolf sounds pretty fun, too. So basically, Gingy's of two minds right now. He oh, I wants am. to play I werewolves know. or... Build a Jund. Uh... Why not both? Because it'd be terrible. That's I don't why. think it'll be good enough if you go yeah, and try think, putting yeah. both in there. Yeah, it's too spread out. Um, so, just Tam, like what's your yours? legs? Uh, mine oh. is a <laughs> Bant Spirit deck with uh, Tamio, obviously. 
uh, using that ra uh, rattle chains to make my spirits have flash. Uh, you know, just basically lots of things to tap down my opponent's creatures so I can just kind of swoop in and kick the shit out of them. Uh, obviously, summary dismissal, Ojitai's command for some sort of control there. Um, Sylvan Advocate. Uh, basically, the only things I have in here that won't have flash is Sylvan Advocate and Reflector Mage, but you gotta have those two cards in there. Super powerful. Um, but yeah, just lots of tapping down and returning to your hand and beating the shit out of you. With possible omniscience. <laughs> possible. Seems a little war, uh, a little cloudy with the chance of omniscience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty much my deck. Uh, cloudy with a chance of omniscience. That's going to be the name of it now. I am because spirits are you can flying clouds. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, thanks, thanks. Jesus Christ! All these bad puns from Tyson, and now I'm getting them from Gingy too. Oh yeah. Oh no, is more like it. Uh, do we have anything else we want to uh, discuss? And um. So somebody had just mentioned something to me, and uh, I decided to check one of my group checks real quick. Okay. Um, fellow judge had reminded me that permeating mass is a super solid answer to Gideon Ally of Zendikar. Oh, is it? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, oh, it is. Oh, I'm going to animate to a 5-5 five five and attack you. Uh, <laughs> I'll block with my 1-3. Now your planeswalker is literally a copy of my fucking 1-3. <laughs> Good job, Gideon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get there, Gideon. Oh my God, um, I that, just... that's actually really sweet, and I I'm not even gonna take credit for that. I endorse that 100. percent I I was already gonna run that card, and now I am definitely just psyched about that. Oh my God, that's that, beautiful. That's, that's pretty good. That's I'm fucking not gonna beautiful. Pretend otherwise, like you lose your you you lose your um you lose your one three for one, and they get a one three for four. <laughs> I love that. Oh, okay. The thing is with Flash, though, now, uh, it, because since you know you're playing him with Flash, you yeah, can I'm playing him with Rattle Chains, so they're gonna have Flash. Like that's just a just thing flash that's it in front of a Gideon. Like, ha, ha, that's cute. <laughs> you can stop now. <laughs> uh, and they're like, why didn't I just get the emblem off this shit? What am I doing with my life? Be like, yeah, dickhead. You better mind us some next time. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna think twice before attacking into your one green mana. <laughs> That's fair. Said no one ever. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. How many of my Eldrazi's have flying? None. <laughs> yeah, Eldrazi. That's not true. Maybe one. I, I don't know. At the very least. Oh. Oh my. God damn it. Oh my! It's like legit just Emrakul. Yeah, it's like Oh wait, I just one. saw one go That's up. on the vampire thing. Oh, it's a vampire, okay. On your shitty flip Eldrazi's that you, you can't you get from coaching the blind eternities. Exile that bitch and it's gone forever. Get out of here, Tim. Yes! <laughs> Alright, so uh, I forgot to mention the email address, which is memorylapsepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us in your questions and suggestions for things that you want us to talk about. Uh, deck ideas, cards you're really psyched about in the new set, things we may not have talked about that you want us to talk about. Uh, is there anything else we have to talk about now? Not no. that I can think of. Everything else is already covered. You know, unsubstantiates, pretty fucking sweet. What with having the new, uh, the new counter spell. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. With the new exile spells and abilities and fuck your day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Unsubstantiates so good. Um, fucking control is. Just got it's just got the return that it needed. Now we just need counterspell. 
Ding. Um, <laughs> I, I can't go an episode without saying that, without being greedy. So, uh, I guess this is a has little been greedy. A little, a little. Shut your mouth. Little, Shut your you mouth. have counterspell with stifle. Shut up. <laughs> it's actually better than that. It's a four drop, though. Come on. It's still really. It good. exiles everything. I know. It's beautiful. <laughs> All right. So on that, this has been the Memory Lapse podcast. I think we're. Uh, we're going to end it here because I'm grumpy and we've gone for almost an hour and a half and it's also late and I'm tired. That's the longest you've ever gone for? Huh? Is that the longest you've ever gone for? Let's not let's not bring <laughs> about this little boy. I've, I've had many years under my belt of doing things that I don't want to talk about because, frankly, I'm embarrassed for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, anywho, we should probably leave now. Yeah, it's getting personal now. It's your turn. Bye, I'm Genji. I don't even know how to say anything after that. That was, that was so convincing. I'm Tyson, and I'm going to stand by Liliana is not bad. I mean, yeah, fair. A lot of people think she was. You made a lot Tell of great them. arguments that I don't give a shit about because I'm playing band. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>